Welcome back to the third episode of the QW Podcast, and with me today I have Jared. I actually don't even know your last name. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I am. Uh, my name is Jared Kultzeritz. Uh, I went to school at the University of Maine. Uh, grew up in Maine, kind of, sort of, and uh, right now I'm the West Coast Review Director for SIGEP. What does kind of, sort of mean? I moved around quite a bit growing up, so I only lived okay. in Maine for about seven years. Okay. Where else did you live? Uh, I was actually born down in California. Um, lived in Kentucky for about six-ish years, D.C. for a year, and then overseas in Turkey for about six years before moving to Maine. That's just what we need here in Boise is another <laughs> California <kid. laughs> So, I never grew up there. I never grew up there in my <laughs> That's okay. That's why you came here, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, when you were in college, did you know you wanted to join a fraternity? Uh, no, actually, uh, I remember joking to my parents at orientation that I was going to join a frat. And they were like, <laughs> shut up, dude. We're not doing that. And I had, I had absolutely no intention of joining any type of fraternity. Okay. So what made you change your mind? Um, actually... One of my mom's coworkers, her sons were in the chapter, and she told my mom to have me check it out. And I went there, and the guys were just super down to earth and not something that you would expect from a fraternity. Yeah, you know that seems to be the common denominator with SIGEP, because that's how it is here, too. A bunch yeah. of us didn't want to join fraternities. So were you a freshman when you joined? I was. Okay. I was. Yeah, fall, first semester. Okay. I joined. One of the first guys to join that year. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So SIGEP is one of the, is it still the only fraternity that does 365 recruitment? I think a couple others are like trying to hop on board. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're, we're the only one anymore, but we're definitely like the best and the biggest at it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the biggest fraternity, right? Most members. I think the the grand chapter president told us that. I think it might be. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't have the the, the stats. Yeah. <laughs> we need a fact checker. That's next on the, on the podcast to do list. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get video and we gotta get the the fact checker. <laughs> I got him in line, but he's Air Force right now. Oh, so it's gonna be like a while before he can yeah. hop on board. <laughs> so so what did you like about the sig up guys that? kind of made you think that you wanted to be brothers with them? Um, the, the first guy that, that I met in the chapter, um, I'm a huge runner, and he was too. And the first recruitment event was like a, a yard games type thing. And we sat there talking about running for like a solid hour. That's cool. Um, which was, which was really great, you know, coming in being a freshman, it's kind of nerve-wracking that you're not going to be able to connect with people, but being able to connect with someone super quickly and, like, have having some, like, 20, 21-year-old talking to an 18-year-old, like, they're just your buddy and your friend is, is super cool. Yeah, that's yeah. the single-tier membership, right? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> where, do you, where do you like to run? Do you do trails or? Yeah, I'm more of a trail guy, but... Lately, it's been a lot of road and pavement. Yeah, because trails are not accessible in the winter in the <laughs> northwest. No, they're, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go. So we have subdivisions here that just have trails like right off of them that go yeah. up into the foothills. But it's just impossible to find a time when it's not muddy. Yeah. And then it's like, you don't want to be that jerk that's ruining the trail when it's all muddy and everything. Yeah, dude, you got you to gotta be really careful. Yeah. Um, you, you can eat it. Real hard, real fast when you're running all Breaking the ankles and stuff. Yeah. Breaking ankles, man. Oh, it's brutal. I can't it's believe brutal. people mountain bike down those things. That does not. It's terrifying. Yeah, that does yeah. not appeal to me. <laughs> so we used to have our old neighbor is super into mountain biking. Okay. And it seems like once or twice a year, well, he skis and everything too, but it's like once or twice a year he has some kind of big serious injury and he's out for a long time. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just just chill out a little bit? Yeah, stay inside. Yeah, yeah, have not gotten hurt doing a podcast yet. Yeah, that's, that's good. Knock on wood. Yeah. So when you when you finished, okay, what did you study in school? We'll start there. Uh, international affairs and minor in psych. Okay. So when you were in school, did you have any idea what you wanted to do with that? 
Uh, I actually changed my major to finance. Yeah. Uh, but I knew I wanted to join the military at some point. But was not sure what else. Okay. Down my path. Yeah. Did you end up joining? Yeah, I signed my contract with the army. Oh really? Weeks ago. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. Why did you choose army? Uh, I want to do tough stuff. Uh, I'm I'm hoping one day to make it to Rangers. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, that's intense, dude. Those yeah. guys are no joke. Yeah, no, they're not. That's why. That's why I like it. Yeah, it sounds really appealing. Yeah, that's like the seals get all the media attention, right? But the Rangers, I feel like, is just as tough. If you talk about people or listen to people talk about Ranger school, that seems yeah. like just as difficult. Yeah, and the interesting part about Rangers is there's Ranger school and there's Ranger regiment. So anybody can go to ranger school, but to get into the regiment, you have to go through another selection process Okay, that is just as intense. Oh, dang. Pushes as many people out. <laughs> like, it's, it's brutal. So, so there's not like, like in college, sometimes you get the weeding out class. Yeah. It's like one super hard class, and then the rest of the major is a little bit easier. But yeah. it's not like that. Huh? It's no. hard the whole way. It's hard the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you know that that's something you wanted to do? Um, I, I've known for a while that if I was going to join the military, I was going to do something tough in there. Yeah. Um, I wanted to at least, but, uh, Rangers really prioritize leadership and, and Ranger school is a leadership school and how to be an effective leader. I feel like that's a skill set that can carry throughout the rest of your life. So I figured Rangers make the most sense and I love the ideology of Rangers lead the way. Yeah, I was at the front of the pack. There was the one pushing through. So. That's cool. Really respected that. So, is the leader, if the leadership aspect kind of applied to you, is that something like you're trying to play your strengths or something you feel like you need to work on, or maybe both? Um, I think that you, I am a good leader yeah. right now. Um, but I don't think that you, I, no leader is perfect. I think mm-hmm. that's a constant skill that you have to work. And the, the whole point of doing this is to get better. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of part of being a leader, right? Is yeah. you have to like, you have to admit that you have room to improve, and yeah, no one's perfect, but exactly, yeah. But you were a chapter president, right? I was. Okay, there was. Did you have leadership positions in high school, like sports or student council? Yeah, I was uh, the team captain for my cross country team. Okay, my senior year of high school. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's like, it's just like so far beyond anything that I would do. <laughs> I hate running so much. I do it once in a while because like yeah. I played baseball as a catcher, right? So okay. you have to like be comfortable moving and putting an effort for a couple hours. But yeah. other than that, running is like not interesting. <laughs> do you listen to podcasts or music or anything when you run? Uh, yeah, I normally listen to, to music. A lot of like cinematic music. Oh, interesting. I feel like you're like running in a movie. It's great. Oh, that's cool. Game changing. Dude, I'm going to have to try that. (laughs) That's pretty cool. So not like motivating. Because some people kind of say that that's cheating, right? If you listen to like hype music, you don't have to motivate yourself as much. So what what do you think makes SIGEP stand out versus other fraternities? What's unique about ours? In my mind and and in my experience... Um, SIGEP is always the, the chapter on campus and I think at a national level that's willing to be different um, you know you, you look at SIGEP across the country and no two chapters are necessarily similar um, but you know, kind of unite around the same front and I think it's just really interesting to see how so many different kinds of people yeah it's really cool yeah that's been the coolest part i tell people that all the time it's like we're kind of a ragtag bunch of guys like none of us are like you have some fraternities where most of the guys are business majors or most of the guys play sports or whatever we're all like so different yeah we get along really well it's been really fun yeah so that's something as like a leader that's kind of more difficult right if all your all the people 
not your followers, because that's kind of a weird yeah. thing. But, you know what I'm saying? That's Everyone's, a cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a little different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't play into that stereotype that it's a cult. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that's one of the benefits, though, is if you get so many people from so many different backgrounds, it, it can be difficult as a leader, but I also think that it is makes your job so much easier. Because um, right at, at the end of the day, a leader shouldn't be pointing fingers and telling what to do. It should be helping people figure out their own path. Right. And when you're put into a group of people that are so similar and all the same type of, type of people, you're not going to get a whole lot of creativity from that. Like, everyone's going to stay on the, according to the status quo and like follow what's been done before. But if you get people from different backgrounds and different experiences, and just different lifestyles, you're going to open up your chapter and the people that you're, you're helping to lead to whole different rules and ideologies. It's, I, I think it's the biggest benefit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool way to grow, too. Like, yeah. being around people that aren't similar to you, it makes you think about things a lot differently. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's a big problem is people just kind of hang around everyone that has the same views as them yeah. and the same hobbies and everything. You're stuck in a bubble. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Did you play intramural sports? You're pretty in shape, dude. Uh, is this a whole can of worms? Why is this? This is a can of worms. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, I, I run and, and I lift. Yeah. Um, I'm not too good at sports. Uh, we... <laughs> You guys were just, you were just telling me, like, um, everyone I talked to is, is so excited about where you guys are at basketball right now. Yeah. And, like, you guys are so close to, like, winning the whole thing. Like, this is going to be great. Um, when I was in school, uh, we had the A team, the B team, and the C team. And the C team was just the joke around, kind of have fun, enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I That's got asked not to come back to the C team. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was bad. <laughs> Were you the president at this point? No, no, that was before my turn. But okay. <laughs> it's like you can't kick out Frez. That's no. pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it was really rough. It was yeah. Really rough. <laughs> was it just basketball? Did you try any others? Uh, I tried football. Um, I don't think I like concussed him, but I did mess up a guy on accident. It was like flag football, and I went for the flag. Forgetting that I'm like a, a tall, bigger dude, I put him down. Oh, and <laughs> so I, I stopped after that. That was my last job. I was like, I'm not doing interviews again. I should have asked you about interviews. <laughs> <laughs> not good. <laughs> so when you graduated, uh, what kind of what led you to get the job that you have now? Tell us about that process. Yeah. Um, so. I never like thought about it or anything. My RD at the time, uh, he was visiting and he just like walked by and goes, Oh, Hey, you have any interest in being an RD? And I said, absolutely not. And he said, all right, I'll tell my boss not to contact you. Two hours later, his boss called me. <laughs> it was like, Hey Jared, uh, you're interested in being an RD? And I was like, I kind of have a plan set, you know, I'm going to the army. He's like, all right, well, why don't you just go through the interview process? And it's like, these three interviews are really tough. And he's like, but you're going to learn a lot. You're going to get a lot of feedback. And it's, it's going to be good for you, you know, no matter what. And I was like, that's kind of tough to say no to, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if it's going to benefit you, no cost, might as well. Yeah. Um, and so I did the interviews. Having me come back the first round, the second round, and then the, the third round, and they were they were tough. They definitely made me made me think and stuff. But after that, it was kind of a radio silence every now and then. Um, the guy who interviewed me would be like, oh, "Just wait a second. We're trying to figure some stuff out. Like I'll oh. let you know in the next week or two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just like sitting around waiting. Like yeah. when you're waiting for me to get all my all my crap together <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. But uh, so RD's yeah. regional director. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. Sig up lingo is like oh yeah that <laughs> was the that was the biggest like when we joined Siga yeah so our recruiters were Chase and Jonah yeah 
and they were using like all these lingo and acronyms and everything, and we were all like, we don't even know what's happening. <laughs> SOC. Yeah. Like, it was like two weeks ago. I didn't even know I wanted to be in a fraternity. Can you just like tone it down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's biggest learning curve. Yeah. The acronyms mean. Yeah. <laughs> so is this the being a regional director, was that like the only job you were interviewing for? Did you have a chance to have a job like Chase and Jonas where you're around starting chapters? Um, yeah. So the way that they like hire is they hire for um, RDs, regional directors, and RDVSs, regional director and volunteer specialists from the pool. So they like get the top guys that they interviewed and, and were interested in the job. They, they take those guys and they decide like whether they're going to be an RD or an RDVS and where they're going to be placed. Okay. The NCD, the new chapter development, um, Jason Jono, they're under a different, um, different branch of OSIGAP, I guess I'll say. And they were hired from last year's team. Okay. So they were second year guys. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So... That's pretty interesting, man. That it's like, so it's kind of all or nothing. You did this interview process, and if it didn't work out, then you, did you want a different job with SIGEP, or that was just it? That yeah. was just going to be it? That was just, I was, I was just doing this for fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if this doesn't work, I'll just go Army right away? Yeah, exactly. That yeah. Was, that was absolutely the plan. And okay. then it worked out. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. So when you're around talking to different chapters and checking in on everybody, what are some things that make some chapters really thrive and mm. some of them are struggling um so for for my experience um we're still kind of feeling the effects of COVID in terms of chapters and stuff um so what i've seen really successful chapters have has been really smooth transitions from executive boards it's over the past couple of years, a lot of chapters lost a lot of institutional knowledge just because they didn't do anything during COVID. Oh. They couldn't. And then by the time COVID was over, guys who had only been in the chapter for like maybe a semester before um, COVID hit, now we're like the older guys and supposed um, to know everything. Dang. And they didn't know everything. Was that you? Were you president during COVID? I was present during COVID. Okay. I, I luckily had a year and a half of experience with the chapter before COVID actually hit. Okay. But not, not a lot of chapters had that. So yeah. there was a lot of institutional knowledge lost. And so chapters now that are able to like have their executive board like share a vision from old to new is huge. And like have the new executive board pick up where the others left off. That is, that makes sense. So important. Yeah. What did you do to, to combat maybe like, it makes a big difference if you don't see your brothers for a while. Yeah. So what did you do to kind of combat that during COVID? So <laughs> uh, like from like my chapter like back home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, gosh. Did you guys break rules or something? Is that that no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I am like a, Grid A rule follower. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't break rules very well. That explains the military interest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we were lucky enough to have a house. And when we started the COVID year, the house was filled. So every single room, 33 guys were in that house. Dang. Um, and then the first two weeks we had uh, a um, contamination of contact when the guys did. And the whole house was shut down for two weeks, um, which was rough. But could be worse, though. Could be worse. Yeah. It could be worse. We did, like, just to get FaceTime, we did, like, outdoor meetings with masks on when we could. Um, one of my favorite memories was uh, during the two-week lockdown, we did, we did like, yoga. Um, there was some... YouTube channel that did like a 30 day yoga thing. And oh, okay. we all hopped on a Zoom and a bunch of us did yoga at like 7 a.m. 
um, in our like ten by ten rooms. <laughs> but like it was it was cool. So it was a lot of trying to work within the bounds of code, but it was always so like one day you're able to have a meeting outside, the next you're absolutely not, and you guys can't see each other for a while. You're walking around the chapter house with masks on and then distancing from each other. It was it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, nothing against like I absolutely love everybody in our chapter. But when just for Christmas break, it was like the first week or so, you're like, Man, I really miss my brothers. Yeah. And then after that it was like I could kinda see how you'd fall out of yeah. like going to see everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of like, I couldn't imagine that for a year and a half or two years. Yeah, I mean, you're so like ingrained with each other. Yeah. Like, every single week, you're doing at least like two to three meetings with each other. Mm-hmm. I think those are the guys you're always talking to, and then suddenly you don't see them. Like, when you walk outside of like your room or like you walk on the campus, you're not seeing these guys. It's, yeah. It, it is easy to fall out of it. I don't like, think I would have joined either during COVID. Not a lot of people did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, how many people were in your chapter when you were president? Oh, God. Um, we were like 40s. Okay. In the 40s, 50s maybe, when I started. And then COVID, just were not able to recruit. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do, especially in spring, because then recruitment's in January, basically. And it's like, yeah. what are you supposed to do outside to recruit people? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's... Because, I mean, no one wants to join a fraternity through Zoom. And that's what we're doing. We're doing, like, Zoom recruitment events. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. That's and, brutal. Yeah. And, I mean, none of the um, – no one wanted to be on those. Like, <laughs> It's hard to talk to yeah. people on there. Yeah. I tried to do – so I've been best friends with this guy forever, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I was starting the podcast, it was like, I really want my first one to be with him. Yeah. But he still lives – he's in St. Louis, yeah. stationed at Scott Air Force Base. But, oh, yeah. We tried to do one like over the phone. And this is the one I've been friends with forever. And it was just brutal. Like yeah. you can't, there's no rhythm like there is when you're in person. Yeah. And yeah, it's just hard to have a conversation that way. Nothing can replace person to person contract. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, recruitment this semester was our first time being able to recruit because Chase and Jonah basically yeah. did it. Like we got our feet wet a little bit at the end of the semester. Yeah. But this semester was pretty interesting. I think it was a good introduction because spring semester is way smaller than fall semester for recruitment. So that, I thought that was kind of a good introduction. But no, I think so. So it's fun. <laughs> You're going to love the fall. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to... Because if you have... We didn't even have that big of a showing because we are brand new and it was yeah. spring semester. But it's hard to get to know people in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Like you see them a couple times, but then you're trying to meet everybody else and then all your brothers are already there. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to like get a good read on somebody that quickly. Yeah. Did you ever have recruitment roles? Uh, no, I did not. Um, so one of, the, <laughs> one of the big things in, uh, in like training to be in RD is they teach a lot of recruitment schools so much better now than I was then. Okay. I'm such an awkward person. That recruitment was never my forte. I got that. Yeah, yeah this has been super uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm <laughs> no, that's a good thing to know how to do that. Yeah. Is yeah. to not necessarily sell it, but to tell people what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Did you get recruited for the army? Did you have no, that's just something you like truly wanted to do? Yeah, yeah, man. I harassed recruiters actually. <laughs> you're a recruiter's dream though you're in good shape and like it's something that you're they're used to people like this guy could maybe kind of make the physical requirements yeah. and I kind of have to convince them to join yeah. so they're probably fired up to meet you yeah <laughs> like sure alright yeah <laughs> their job's done yeah <laughs> don't even need one science field delivered <laughs> so you never even thought about a different branch I did actually um a couple different branches I started in high school looking at the Marines. Um, and then once I got to school, I thought about the Navy for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then really in the past two years, I settled on Army. Are you from a military family? 
Uh, kind of. My dad's law enforcement, and my grandfather was army. Okay. So, was your grandfather drafted? I generally do not know. Yeah. <laughs> some, yeah, because some people were like at that era were kind of not drafted, but basically forced to join because yeah. you either join and choose your branch or you get drafted and told what branch you're going into. Yeah, exactly. I think my grandpa was drafted. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe he was one of the ones that were like kind of forced. Into <laughs> yeah. I listened to a really cool podcast about um, kind of like the shady recruitment stuff that they did for Vietnam. Oh yeah. Or the like the weird ways people got out of it. Oh yeah. Because it was it was stupid stuff like if you had braces you didn't have to go. Yeah. Or people would like pretend to have bad eyesight or like yeah. some kind of weird disease. That was me in high school. <laughs> like I, I was a little bit interested in in military. Like I, I always thought it'd be cool to be Navy. Yeah. But the I didn't have any interest in like actually being recruited. I want to make yeah. the decision on my own. So the recruiters would sit me down and they'd be like, you're in good shape. You're a smart guy. And they'd be like, do you smoke? I'm like, oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <Back in day. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to get them away. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel kind of bad about it. But uh, they're also trying to, like, sucker people into, like, a yeah. pretty big high school High yeah. schoolers, too. Yeah, you don't know smart. anything in high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal, man. Other than you to do hit that quota. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, I get it. Now that I'm like recruitment role in the fraternity, it's yeah. like, oh man, I kind of, I kind of understand. I'm kind of the bad guy now. Not the bad guy. <laughs> recruitment with fraternity is different because the, like whole the first step is like making a friend. Yeah, it's not supposed. You're not trying to like. I mean, of course, you're trying to hit numbers or things that you have to do to be like a viable chapter, but like. Right. You're not just hitting quota. You're also like, oh, is this a good person that I want to be friends with? Yeah, that's so, the biggest difference I'd say is like the recruiters in the military aren't liable for you like after you yeah. join. <laughs> it's like I don't want to. Yeah, if you let somebody in your fraternity that you're not going to get along with, like that's your fault. You screwed up. Yeah, exactly. It's not. Yeah, it's, and SIGEP doesn't pledge, right? SIGEP does not pledge. So once they're in, that's it. Yeah. That's a, you can't just drop people willy-nilly. Yeah. I've yeah. kind of heard horror stories from other fraternities, though. Yeah? Like, people, you can't get to know someone when they're a pledge because they're all worried about, like, trying to impress you and fit yeah. in on everything. Yeah. So there's people that, like, they shouldn't have made it past being a pledge and they did, or they yeah. should have made it and they didn't. Yeah. So I kind of like, just like you're in, like, if we trust you, we trust you. Yeah, exactly. Makes it easier for you guys to open up. Yeah. How do you stay in shape when you're out on the road? Oh, um, <laughs> lately, a lot, a lot of running. Um, Planet Fitness. Has, okay. Yeah. Because I know you left this morning to go work out, and I was like, this dude's a member at a gym in Boise? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I go to Planet Fitness, um, which is always interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I love those clips online. You see the people doing the weirdest lifts at Planet Fitness. <laughs> it's brutal, man. There. Kudos to everybody who's going to the gym. I respect oh, yeah. 100%. Maybe read the instruction manual on how some <laughs> equipment's supposed to be used before you hop on it. <laughs> or at least, like, if you don't know how to use the machines, just go, like, lift free weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I watched some dude. They have like these TRX cages now, which are like super sick, and like, uh, I I love them. Yeah, but I watched some old man just like okay, like as his workout <laughs> over and over again. It's like shaking the whole thing. Like, everyone's in there like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you should have done it too. Yeah, just just it back. yeah. 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 to him be like, "I was wondering what this is for." <laughs> You would have uh, made his day. Yeah, right. <laughs> have you ever tried any of the, I don't want to call it a cult, but something like CrossFit, kind of a regime uh, kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> so I used to be a personal trainer back um, on campus, back in school. And uh, I actually used to teach hit classes. And we tried really hard to get a off-brand CrossFit class okay. started up. What's a hit class? High intensity interval training. Okay. So just for the most part, there's like body weight or like lightweight exercises for either time or like high reps. And 
you just cycle through the workout a couple times. Okay. Yeah. People really underestimate the body weight. Like, yeah. I'm not a huge calisthenics guy, but, like, you don't have to have access to a gym to go get a great workout in. Um, no, it's absolute game changer. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the, it's named after the guy who invented it or came up with it, I guess. Uh, it's Murph or Murphy. Oh, yes. Do you ever Murphs. try that? Murphs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I was, I've been meaning to look up the next like patriotic holiday to, to do one. Yeah. I'm a big Murph guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Every, every single year, um, I got a weighted vest for it and everything. Dang. So, yeah. It's killer. Oh, it's, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Pull-ups are, like, that's my weakness. I yeah. love doing them. It's super fun. Yeah. I was pretty good at them, like, when I was playing baseball in high school. Yeah. I think the best I ever got, I could do seven with the 45-pound 40, vest on, but I was only 145, so <laughs> 45 pounds is a lot when you only weigh 145. But, yeah, those pull-ups are no joke. That's, yeah. the, that's the hardest part for me, for sure. Yeah, it is brutal. It is brutal, but it's uh, it's... It takes 45 minutes. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> Sorry about that one. Um, well, it's not like a two-hour workout for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. Right. But it's it's so good for you, man. Yeah. It's great. The ultimate balanced workout. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Love it. What kind of shoes do you wear when you run? Um... I, I've been making the switch to like barefoot um, style shoes. Oh dang! So they have like the wider toe box and the less um, support. Uh, right now, I think I have. I want to say they're Brooks. Okay. These like barefoot collection. They're really nice. They're I didn't know same. Brooks did that. Yeah, no, they're they're awesome. You don't have any like ankle or knee problems? No, I do a lot. Like today. I went to go work out. I did just a lot of mobility and like functional, um, basic movements. Yeah. Was like a workout. Um, but as long as you like strengthen, from my experience, <laughs> as, long, yeah. as long as you like strengthen the parts of your body that need to absorb and know how to like run and move properly, you should be pretty set. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm always worried because I was a catcher for a long time. Oh, yeah. So every time my knees hurt, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be the rest of my life. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, it goes away, but it's like, it's scary every time. So yeah. when people wear shoes that don't have any cushion, I'm like, what are you doing to your knees? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's what well, I've done a lot of strengthening, like my shin and my calves and my ankles and my quads and my hamstrings to stabilize and absorb. I've worked a lot over the past year on like my running form. Okay. Making sure that I'm striking the ground properly and not sending everything right up to my knee. Yeah. You know? How do you what do you do to work on running form? Um so honestly my the biggest uh, source of like information I've gotten has been uh, like professional runners on like Instagram and stuff. They tend to post that, and it's just adapted um, that stuff. So what I've been trying to focus a lot on is um, whenever landing um, during your run, you want to not land with like the heel of your foot, right? You want to land right. on the outside of your foot towards the front. Okay. And then that allows for you to absorb a little bit. Okay. And it's a lot um, easier on your knees if your shins and everything. Yeah. Um, so I've been really working on that and trying to make sure that I'm aware of how everything is. That makes sense. Yeah. So when you're transitioning, you said from like a regular running shoe, I guess, to more yeah. of the barefoot thing. How do you, how do you make that gradual? Cause that's not a jump no. you want to take like all of a sudden. No, um, it is way slower, it is way shorter of a distance. Cause I mean, when you like the running shoes that like like the Hoka's and stuff, mm -hmm. like they have so much padding, your ankles don't have the same amount of mobility as like barefoot shoes. Um, like you're just not that angle is just way way larger on everything and stuff. Oh. Um, so your tendons and stuff are used to that the stretch aren't used to that amount of work. Um, so it's really short distances, really light. Not on your treadmill. I, 
don't think journals are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because it's like, yeah, because when you run on a trail, you kind of get the ankle mobility yeah. and everything. Is that why? Because you're on a treadmill and everything gets stiff and tight. Yeah, it's also kind of just like running on concrete where it's just, there's no softness to the ground. Um, and then whenever you are running, it's supposed to be like a scraping motion with your foot, right? Okay. Like you're not just landing on, on top of it, you're supposed to be trying to move with it. Yeah. And when you're on a treadmill, the ground is moving underneath you, so all you need to do is just... Oh, that makes ground. sense. Yeah. You don't actually have to propel yourself yeah, forward. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. What made you decide to try the barefoot thing? Um, I don't know. It was I got real granola in Maine, um, and like really, <laughs> I I've stepped away from the LA's changed me a little bit, but like, um, just trying to be more like, hey, if I can't function without anything on my shoes, should I really be doing this? So just making sure that. Everything I'm doing is a little bit more natural movements. Okay. Stop. I kind of ideology shifted. That makes sense. Is there anything like a somebody that inspired you or like informed you to shift that? Not really. Just something you realized. Just something I realized. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a that's kind of becoming more prominent in basketball now. Yeah. Where basketball players have super weak ankles because the shoes have gotten too supportive. Yeah. And then yeah. Then your ankle injuries go up. Yeah. And then you go play like at the park or whatever and you don't have that kind of shoe. Yeah. And your body's used to it. Yeah. It gets a little scary. Yeah. I think it's just about like longevity and making sure that if, if it is just you, no support, nothing like that, can can you do these movements? Can you act this way? Yeah. I think that's unique. Did you have personal trainers in high school? No. No. I mean, we had like our coaches and stuff. We're, we're great and everything, but, yeah. cross country is not, <laughs> like, fun with the team. Yeah. So, like, who needs to lift? Yeah, no, we, get, we get any support, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the football players and basketball players. Yeah, yeah. No, no need to slander on them any <laughs> so yeah no trainers at all your whole like not a personal trainer of whole life no no that was like in high school we had weightlifting classes mm -hmm. that you could take you know just like during the day or whatever yeah but they're so tailored to the football players really it was like i'm a baseball player i don't really want to just go bench squat deadlift clean yeah, yeah. so yeah making that transition to having a personal trainer was awesome yeah. And then at school, then you don't have to lift. You get to go to PE with the non-athletes and play basketball with people that don't play basketball. <laughs> it was way more fun. Yeah, it sounds it. But yeah, it was super. I like learning stuff like that. It was really cool to to have somebody that knew how to make like a baseball specific workout. Yeah, it was pretty 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 big for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's what you what you like to do. Yeah. <laughs> And now it's helping me with like my little brother. Yeah. He plays baseball. And it's like, okay, I can like kind of help him form these workouts a little yeah. bit. But he needs to bulk up. Maybe He's my workouts aren't working. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. It's tough to bulk. Yeah. Were you, did you have problems with that? Because you ran a bunch of, I mean, cross country, it's hard to bulk while you're running. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never really like wanted to bulk. I was like that skinny fat kid, so like I wasn't like fat or anything, but I was like I need to lose this weight, and I'm sitting there like scrawny. Uh, so like you know, I never really had any problem gaining weight. But really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm the, I was the opposite. I would, really? Like in high school, I was playing baseball, and I'd have four meals and a mass gainer that had 1,350 Whoa. calories in it, and it, like I wasn't gaining weight. Like I went to this trainer for. Uh, it must have been a year and a half or two years. I had, like barely put on anything. Wow. But, yeah. So that would have been nice to have it. <laughs> Obviously, the grass is always greener, yeah. right? But to have it the other way would have been at least nice to try for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to say which one's harder to gain or to lose weight, but they both have their challenges. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like that was always ridiculous. 
Like, why am I eating nonstop? <laughs> crazy. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was seriously, like, at least 4,000 calories a day and nothing. But it's also hard to bulk when you go to school and it's, like, crap lunch at school. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, mini corn dogs and chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, I'm stuck at 145 so forever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I always yeah. tease my mom, too, because she put me on... ADD medicine, even though I'm kind of like borderline, maybe yeah. I have it, maybe I don't. Yeah. And right when I started taking it, I was 5'11", 145 between 7th and 8th grade, and I was 5'11", 145 when I graduated high school. <laughs> I was like, it's your fault. <laughs> I was convinced. That's awesome. That stunted my growth. I would have been in the MLB <laughs> if it weren't for Ritalin. <laughs> Yeah? <laughs> yeah, trust me. <laughs> I believe you. Why do you think you like running so much? What is it about running that you enjoy? Um, for me, it's like a... It's almost like meditation. And essentially, you put on music, you kind of drown everything else, um, you focus on the run... You kind of focus on things that are going on and just kind of like lose yourself in it. And so I, with such like a hectic lifestyle of being an RD and, you know, even during college and stuff, it was like all over the was working at school. I was, yeah. I had SIG app stuff going on constantly. It was kind of the, the break, like mind. That makes sense when you're good at it. But it's like, the whole time I'm running, it's like, oh my god, can I stop again? It was like, no, just a little further, and yeah. I didn't actually think about anything the whole time. Yeah. It's, it's you had to train yourself to that. Yeah. When did you start distance running? Uh, would have been... Joined, like, a running club in, like, late middle school, and then really got into it sophomore year of high school, when we moved to the state. not just running like two miles you're gonna go you're gonna do five miles yeah that's good what's the furthest you've ever run the half marathon um my junior year actually I have another one saturday but yeah nothing nothing more than that as of right now you got some things in the works do you want to run further yeah yeah um probably after i get settled in the army and stuff i'll probably go out during marathon um i have dreams of iron man's down the line dang uh, We'll see. That's a lot. That's like that's like a couple of years. Yeah. Down the line of like consistent training. When do you start with the army? Year fourth. Okay. Yeah. And then how much do they make you do before you kind of know like what your job is gonna be in the army? Uh so I actually reserved Oh yeah. <laughs> so cool. Okay, we're back after a brief bathroom <laughs> break. <laughs> I said, I said, what were we talking about? And he said, I don't know. I was focused on not being myself. <laughs> I, I think I asked you, like, how much, how much time you're going to have to spend in training yeah. before you know what you're going to do in the Army. Yeah. So that kind of depends um, what I'm going for. It's like a, a whole thing. It can be like a whole podcast. I was <laughs> just talking about that, but... Um, there's a selection process. It's about 10 days. Um, and if I get selected for that, then it is about 40-something weeks of training. For um, if I don't get selected, uh, it'll probably just be around the, the basic 10 to 20 weeks. Okay. So then I have, like, my... <clears throat> I have it reserved. Okay, job I want. What do they do in the 10 days? Uh, try to break your mind and body. Um, <laughs> not really too sure. I've been trying to do a lot of research to try to figure out how I can prepare myself for it. Yeah. And the nature of it is that there's not a whole lot of information. <laughs> Just be in shape and see what Be-shape, happens. Um, and be adaptable. 
okay. is like the big thing that everybody says is you gotta be able to perform under high pressure and be able to, to change up on a dime. So yeah. I always thought well not always. This is like maybe in the last year or two. I thought it'd be cool to be like a wildland firefighter after college. Yeah. And I I did the same thing. I was like, okay, how do I get ready? What can I do? And yeah. everyone's just like, just be in shape. Just be yeah. in shape. You gotta be in shape. Yeah. So that's step one. Gotta do it. Yeah. So you really have no idea. I can't believe there's not like, because for for SEAL training, I read like all these books and watched all these YouTube videos yeah. of like exactly what happens on each day. Yeah. There's none of that. No, it's not like, it's really weird. I can't find it, but I, I, I have some options to reach out to, to people that have gone through it and talk to them. Okay. But like, yeah, it's, it's not very easy to, to prepare. Yeah. So, We'll do good. We'll see. You we'll got see it. what happens. <laughs> you got through school. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, do you think are all Rangers deployed? Um, I'm not 100 sure. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not going for Rangers this time around as of right now. Okay. If the opportunity presents itself to try to go through the selection process, I'm probably going to take it. But I know for the most part they're in Georgia and Washington. Okay. Like, I don't think that they're all actively deployed because they were not. Yeah, I'm not the professional to say. <laughs> I think there's some like minor ones. Like I think we're yeah. in one in Africa or something. Like cool, cool. But <laughs> nothing, nothing huge anymore. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> maybe. It's like, maybe Africa? Cool. <laughs> this is, we need the fact checker. Yeah, right. Griffin, you should drop out. <laughs> Just quit. Stop showing up. <laughs> I don't think the dishonorable... Discharge, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that matters so much. If you get, like, on a podcast and it blows up, then you're so oh, anyway. Yeah. That's what I keep telling him. I'm like, bro, what's the big deal? <laughs> it's like, I'll hook you up. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, from my understanding, because I drilled this into it before we made the box and uh, we uh, signed our, our papers and stuff, it was like dishonorable discharge is different than like going AWOL or deserting. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just quit. One of those is a crime. <laughs> Two of those are a crime. Dishonorable discharge, I don't think, is Yeah, it's just super hard to get a job after that. You think you'd be career army or just for a little bit? I don't know. Uh, I really want to see how I like it. I could see myself doing it for a couple of years. Um, probably. At least I could see myself doing it for probably two contracts. Okay. Um, so probably close to 10 years. It's also so, four year contracts, right? Uh, for the most part, it depends. I got an extra like 15000 on my signing bonus for doing six years. Okay. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's no joke. Yeah. 15 yeah. grand is a good chunk of money. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Are you going to live on a base somewhere? Couldn't tell you. Probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. So the way that the... I've heard this is the way that the Air Force works, where they offer you a place to live on base, but yeah. you don't have to take it. But they don't give you any money for housing until after that is up. So, like, Griffin right now is waiting for his, I don't even think it's, like, a set time. I think they just have to wait for new people to come in before they kick you out. Um, but once he's no longer given the place to live on base, then they give him a whole bunch of money to live for, like, housing and groceries and stuff. Yeah. No, I have not given the specifics to any of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> only you're just going to go. You need to be here at this date and this time, and you're going to be gone for this amount of time. <laughs> okay. Cool. Sick. <laughs> They know where you're going? Um, uh, Missouri and Georgia. Okay. Missouri's not the place to be. Where's the Army base in Missouri? Is it Jefferson? Uh, Is there one in what? Jefferson City? I have no idea. Okay. I just remember looking at the map and just nothing else. Oh, uh, sick. <laughs> really happy about that. It's kind of like a college town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look up where the Army base is because that's. Uh, 
that's where we're from. Oh yeah. Do I have to like cite my source if I give information that I found online? Maybe it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. This information is brought to you by. Yeah. Um, South Central Missouri Ozarks, according to. Ooh. According to what now? Maybe this is not such a reliable source. <laughs> military. Military source. Military? I can't see the whole link. Uh-huh. I'll just say, include according to military one source. Oh, but yeah, central central Missouri, not a bunch of stuff to do there. Killer. Yeah, unless yeah. you're into meth. Um, not at this moment. No. Nor <laughs> <laughs> <Snore> previously. <laughs> 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 this is going to come back to haunt you for sure. <laughs> I know a couple people that go to college in central Missouri. And it's like, what are we going to do? They active with meth? Is that no. No? Well, that's good. Or, yeah, that's but good. then it's kind of like Pocatello. I don't know. No, SIGAP doesn't have a chapter at Idaho State, right? No. I went to this town called Pocatello. That's where Idaho State is. Yeah. And it's... I mean, there's nothing there. Really? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be cool because it's kind of like here where you can see the mountains. Yeah. It's kind of like, I guess it's closer to Salt Lake where okay. can, there's no foothills. It's just mountains. Yeah. And it was like, it's a college town, but there's a little bit more than that. I was like, okay. this is going to be cool. I want a college town. It was so miserable. It was not. <laughs> the weather there, it's only, it's only a few hours away, but the weather there is so much worse than here. Really? Yeah. I'd text my dad and be like, 35 and sleeting, and then he sent me a picture of, like, 65 and sunny, I'm outside barbecuing. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, just, a, just a dump of the town. Yeah. But I still hear from my roommates from there once in a while. Yeah. And there are people that enjoy it, but I'm not sure that they know any different. Mm. <laughs> it was a tough move, because Boise is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how often you're here. Have you gotten to spend time other than the basketball game last night? No, I mean, I haven't really gotten to do much exploring out here, but it seems really cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Look outside and see, like, just the snows there. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Do you have, are you on the road all the time, or do you have a home base somewhere? I'm on the road all the time. Okay. Every three months we go back to Richmond for, like, a... Hey, is everybody okay? Like, oh, okay. This is more like just a quick weekly. We're there for a week and spend it kind of decompressing a little bit before heading back on the road. But, yeah. yeah. How many regions are there? So how many people have your job? Oh, gosh. Um, I should know this. Um, I want to say there were RDs and RDVSs. I want to say there are 14. I think there were RDs, so maybe nine RDs okay. throughout the country, yeah. Did you ever get to go on the, because SIGAP does a whole bunch of cool trips. Like there's one to Texas for the, the chapter convention, or what, what's it called? Conclave, Conclave. Yeah. yeah. And then they do like the one to, to California for... Carlson's? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you get to go to any of those? Or yeah. Greece? Yeah. So, um, in my undergrad years, uh, I went to one Carlson's, which is like the leadership and then we got snowed in every other year, so we were not able to go. But went to both conclaves, which is like the legislative um, national bylaw thing with all the chapters and stuff, which is really cool. Um, and then as an RD, I got to help execute the crosses in Santa. Okay, which is pretty cool. Was conclave really because? They really hyped that up at yeah. nationals. We've had people come and talk to us, and everyone hypes up conflict. Was it actually pretty cool? Yeah, it's it's great. Um, it depends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, so my first year, main alpha, my my home chapter, um, historically have brought the most amount of people um, to a conflict. Last time we brought twenty eight. Guys, oh nice. Um, maybe before we brought, I want to say thirty something. Wow, but like 
it's like the big thing everybody's expected to come if they can. Um, and so the first time I went, I was would have been a freshman, like finishing up my the summer after my freshman year, and it was fun. I didn't have to like really go to any like legislative sessions or like anything like that. It was just a couple like big sessions that we went to, and other than that, it was like chilling in the lazy river. That the nice. hotel had. It was great. That's pretty cool. Um, and then the second time I was the president, <laughs> and I had to be able to legislative in every single event that they put on, like informational side, um, whatever informational program, and it was it was great. I learned a lot. Um, they didn't really block out a lot of time to eat, so I just have this like vivid memory of like sitting there in my like committee trying not to pass out, like, texting guys, like, can someone please bring me just, like, Thank some you. mood or something I'm about to pass out, and, like, going, like, I'm, I'm gonna take a break real quick, and, like, just shoving, like, three, uh, cliff bars down my throat. I'm just, like, fuel. Absolutely killing <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It was, it was it brutal. <laughs> but it was, it was great. It was a good time. What do they teach you as far as leadership? Like, what do they talk to you about? Yeah, so, Carlson's, uh, the, the San Fran one, and that has, like, different Carlson's throughout the country mm-hmm. during that like month period um, is a lot of just like the basics of leadership. Um, so it's, Hey, this is how to be a good leader. Like this is what delegation is and this is how you lead the way. And then they also have tracks that are like for specific positions. Like, Hey, presidents, this is how you um, can alter culture. This is how you can, create good uh, tendencies within the chapter and then finance this is how you fill out tax forms and stuff so like more specifics uh, Conclave uh, because it's every single chapter whereas Carlson is like local chapters Conclave is every single chapter um, they have these really cool informational settings of like like last time they, in Denver they had this board of just chapters that had done some really cool things like the one had like an insane amount of applicants from BMS and it was like hey how did you guys get there and it was like talking to BMS bounce man scholarship okay okay I should have known that one (laughs) (laughs) again the acronyms yeah Um, but it was like talking about that the other was the other chapter set out like a really in-depth and like well thought out mental health um, programming for the chapter and so it's a lot more like communicating with other chapters and seeing what they do well and how you can learn from them. Okay. So, yeah. So what, um, can you break down balance span for like, not everybody knows, you know? Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting into like the whole Sigep spiel here. <laughs> this is just your recruitment thing. Yeah, at this point. Just like turn into mode, man. Um, so balance man, uh, the, the basic principle is, two different entities you're trying to, to balance or you have your sound mind and your sound body and funny balance between the two. Sound mind being academics, it's um, leadership, it's mental health. Um, and then sound body is like taking care of yourself physically, eating well, working out, um, being outside and those kinds of things. And so, the balance man idea is someone who can balance all of that, um, not get too heavy in one. Yeah. What are some characteristics of good chapter presidents? Characteristics of good chapter presidents? Ooh. Um, I would say the first one that comes to mind is a someone who's not afraid to like, question. Um, and ask why. That's one of the most important things I think a leader can do is looking at like a chapter programs or something like that and just saying, hey, why are we doing this exactly? Um, I think that's a great skill for a good chapter president to have. Um, delegating, which is always the toughest one. Uh, there's that. That's a fine line, though. Yeah. Sometimes you can delegate too much and then it's like, okay, this guy doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. And I think there's 
delegating done right is thought out. Um, it's it's very intentional. You're not doing you're not giving people tasks because you don't want to do it or because you just think someone else should be able to do it. Yeah, you're giving it because that person will do a better job than you would. It's that person has an interest in that area. So like if you're in charge of communications and someone's like really into social media and stuff, then they should be the ones running like the Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, it was kind of a challenge for yeah. us just as a brand new chapter because yeah. we didn't have like all these specific chairs that some of the other chapters yeah. have. So finding guys to fill in and do stuff that's not necessarily in their job description. Yeah. That's, that was a challenge for us for sure. It's like, Okay, we need T-shirts, but we don't have a chair of design or like fashion or whatever. Yeah, fashion chair. Yeah, <laughs> that's not me. It's not you. <laughs> Get this man a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. Exactly. Some tennis shoes, and there we're good to go. go. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it is a tough one to figure out kind of how you spread spread the wheel. Yeah, because then you don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, well, you did this, you could do this too. Yeah. Or you do it once and then it's like, okay, this is your job now because you did it. Yeah. yeah. I think like, at the end of the day, in fraternity, everyone wants the chapters to succeed. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're less likely to find guys that are going to say no to things. That's true. Fraternity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, if it needs to be done, someone will do it. Yeah. And just asking, I think most important part of delegating is if you, if you turn to somebody and you say, hey, Brent, I think you'd be really killer at a chapter podcast. I was like, I, I'd really appreciate it. You know, something we're trying to do is like increase the alumni outreach. Like, would you want to help me start that up? Like, and that is way more empowering and like guys buy into that so much more than if I was like, Wait, do a podcast for me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Adam beat me to it. Adam actually has one that's pretty oh, solid. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I'm going to turn that one down. <laughs> I say it's an honor. <laughs> I appreciate you thinking that's of me. That's so funny. But Adam's way better at it than me. so funny you guys already have one. Well, yeah. I, want, I want to have him on. This is me calling him out publicly, so <laughs> okay. he can stop putting me off now. <laughs> but I want to have him on and just talk about like what went into starting it for him and what yeah. like some rookie mistakes he made. Because I'm technically six deep, but this is going to be no five deep. But this is only going to be the third one published. Okay. So I, I've obviously made some really dumb mistakes. Yeah. But I've asked him from the beginning, like, "Hey, can you come like help me out?" And every time he's like, yeah, I'd love to. And then he doesn't. <laughs> so Adam, I need some help. <laughs> this is pretty cool. They do yeah. like video and everything. It's wow. really, yeah, it's really nice. Wow. I should shout it out. Actually, if I'm going to talk about it, I should at least know what it's called. Sorry. Uh, I think it's called sports and stuff. I think that's it. I'm not, yeah. I don't have a very big online presence. <laughs> um, yeah, sports and stuff. See, they do. This is all nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. They got like a backdrop and everything. Yeah, I'll get there. You'll get there? <laughs> if he helps me. <laughs> And then I That's thought it would be cool to just like, because I like sports, I thought it would be cool for him to do mine and then we go run and do his. Wow. And then I could shout out mine, but also give him like a guest, you know. There you go. But That's a lot of time with Adam when we're That's true. <laughs> Plus, yeah, I'm on his committee too, so I already see him. Okay, he's a good guy. Oh, he would <laughs> be even better if he helped to bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> he's all right. He's not, yeah. Member <laughs> development is not helping me develop the podcast at all. <laughs> He's a good dude. Yes, he, he really is. All right, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Uh, I don't think so. Not going to like shout out your mom or anything? Oh, yeah. Mom, I made it. Shout out. <laughs> 
Shout out to my mom for this great award. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank Jesus. <laughs> God of my country. <laughs> uh, no, but thank you for having me on. Oh, thank really you. Cool. It's been an honor. This is this has been pretty cool. Yeah, having you stay here and everything. Yeah, recording right next to my bedroom. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> You take a nap after this. Yeah, I'm going perfect. It's <laughs> not bad though, right? You no, get some privacy out here. No, this is great. This is way better than a couch. Yeah, is that what you usually do? Is some alumni's couch? Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. And then you got to wake up when they wake up. Uh, no. Most of the time I'm up before they're up. Oh. So I kind of get up and scurry out. I have noticed you go to bed early. I do, because I normally like to get up early. Yeah. The last couple of days, no. <laughs> I get up at like 7, I'm like, where am I? <laughs> that's our fault <laughs> when in Rome yeah right. <laughs> slack off alright thanks again this Thank has you. been awesome